Welcome to the Coaching Kids Curling Podcast. My name is Glenn Gabriel, and I am a certified curling coach who lives in Pickering, Ontario, Canada. In today's episode, I'll talk about three things you can do as a Little Rocks coordinator this off-season to prepare for the upcoming curling season. I'm recording this podcast in May of 2020, and the curling season ended sooner than expected due to the COVID-19 pandemic. While there's some uncertainty about whether curling clubs will open on time in the fall, we can still do some things to get our Little Rocks programs ready. Now, the advice I'm going to give in this episode is directed at two groups of people. For those of you who have decided to take on this role as a Little Rocks coordinator for the first time, congratulations. I salute you, and I hope you can use this advice in the off-season. For those of you who are returning as a Little Rocks coordinator, well, these are things that you probably do in the off-season already, but it never hurts to review them. Before we begin, I'm going to make three assumptions. One, you already know how to curl. Two, there's ice time already set aside for your program. And three, you're pretty confident that you're going to get enough kids in your program to make this worth it. That is, you're not going to be in a rush to recruit kids for your program. If you're missing one or more of those three things, you're going to have to deal with those things first. And unfortunately, those are topics for future episodes of this podcast. Now, as promised, here are the three things you can do in the off-season to prepare your Little Rocks program for the upcoming season. Number one, figure out your volunteer situation. You may have plenty of kids ready to register for your program, but if you don't have enough volunteers to help on the ice, then you can't take all those kids. So how many on-ice coaches will I need? Well, since we're talking about the U12 age group, We should keep the coach-to-kid ratio low. For the youngest kids in my program, who are 7 or 8 years old, I like to keep it at one coach the four kids max. For the remaining groups, I'll try to keep it to one coach to six kids max. The fact is, if we want to teach them properly and give them the individual attention they deserve, we should try to keep these ratios low. Now I get it. Even if you don't have the ideal number of coaches, you probably still want to run your program. Now that said, here are some ideas to find new volunteers for your program. 1. Contact last year's volunteers and see if you can get some of them to commit to your upcoming season. 2. Ask your Little Rock's parents, both the ones who are returning and the ones who are coming into your program. 3. Send out a volunteer request email to your club members, and you may want to target the leagues that are closest to your time slot. 4. Send out a message to your junior program. There may be some of your junior curlers who want to volunteer in your program, especially for the volunteer service hours they'll need in high school. For all those groups, the earlier you ask, the better. As an organizer, it's better to know how many people you'll have coming into the season than wait till the last minute. Once you have a better idea of who's helping you on the ice, you'll have to ask yourself, what training will they need? Do they know how to curl? Do they work with kids? Have they ever coached? Here's a tip I would give any Little Rocks organizer 
if you have the time and ability to do it. Before the season starts, put together a Learn to Curl program for your coaches, the new ones and the experienced ones. For the new coaches, they're literally going to learn how to curl. For the experienced coaches, it'll be a review on how we teach the basic skills, things like sweeping and delivery. For both groups of coaches, they'll have a consistent message that they'll be sharing with the kids. Believe me, any preseason training will help you, because when the season starts, you'll find you have less and less time to fit it in. So to recap, the first off-season item, figure out your volunteer situation. Now on to item number two. It's time to do an inventory of your curling equipment. In order to run a kid's curling program, you'll need the right equipment. Here are some of the things to look out for when you do your inventory. What kind of rocks do I have? For many Little Rocks programs, they use either light rocks or little rocks. Both of those rocks are about half the weight of regular adult rocks. Does your club have halfway hacks or ghost rings in the ice? Halfway hacks and ghost rings are meant to shorten the playing surface, making it easier for a kid to throw a rock into the house. Does your club have sliders and grippers for the kids? In our Little Rocks program, we supply slip-on sliders for the kids, but we don't supply grippers. Just know that Curling Canada's recommendation is that kids have double grippers when they're not sliding. Does your club provide brooms for the kids to use? In most cases, the answer is yes. At our club, we're lucky to have some brooms that are sized for small children. In other words, the handles are cut shorter than most adult handles. You should also speak with the previous coordinator and ask them if they have anything left over in storage. Things like office supplies, equipment for drills, or leftover clothing and prizes. You never know what's left in the club. So once you've completed the inventory, you may discover that there are items you'll need for next season. Well, the off-season's the perfect time to get them. Here's a couple of things to consider. First, you'll need to order these items with plenty of time to spare before the start of the season. Second, who's going to pay for them? Is it going to be your program? If you're lucky, you have a bank account. Is it the board? Is it the club? Or do you have to fundraise to get some money to buy these items? Finally, if you need to get something built, like a halfway hack, you're going to have to find someone who can actually build this thing. Give yourself enough time to find that person, give them the plans, pay for the materials, and test the item out before you put it on the ice. So, that's the second thing you should do in the off-season. Complete an inventory of your equipment. Now on to the third and final item you should do in the off-season. Number three, get your paperwork started. Now when I'm talking about paperwork, I mean the paperwork that your volunteers need to fill out before your season begins. In Ontario, that usually means two different types of forms. Volunteers in most youth sports organizations in Ontario have to have a police reference check. There are different variations of police reference checks, but the one that we use for our Little Rocks program is called a Vulnerable Sector Screening. A VSS, as it's also known, 
is meant for those who work with vulnerable populations, like the elderly or kids. I work in collaboration with our club manager to make sure the forms are filled out and returned. Our club sends the forms and the payment to the Toronto Police Service and in about a month or two returns them to our coaches. When it comes to police reference checks, the sooner you submit your application, the better, especially in Toronto. In Ontario, there's a second set of documents you need to consider as well. There's a piece of Ontario legislation called Rowan's Law, which has to do with concussion awareness. Starting last season, coaches in our Little Rocks program had to sign two forms. One was a concussion code of conduct, and the other was a form stating that we had read the material provided by the province for the specific age groups that we were dealing with. We anticipate that we'll have to do the same thing this year, so the earlier the better. So that's the third item to do in the off-season. Get your paperwork done. So to summarize the three things you should do in the off-season, number one, figure out your volunteer situation. Number two, do an equipment inventory. And number three, get your paperwork done, or at least started. If you can complete those three tasks, or at least get a head start on them, you'll be in a better position to deal with the million more things you'll have to do to get ready. This has been the Coaching Kids Curling Podcast. To reach me, Coach Glenn, please email coachingkidscurling at gmail.com. The intro and outro music for this podcast was Golden Sunrise by Josh Woodward. Thanks for listening. Good luck and good curling.